Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is. Um, welcome to Is This Really a Podcast? I know you guys were probably expecting to hear uh, Jay Vans bringing it in, um, but we've actually switched up this week. Um, this week, uh, Jay is actually handling some business. Um, being the head of an independent label is it's tedious yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into it there's a lot of stuff you have to do on top of navigating through everyday life and you know just the day-to-day stuff that you know any normal person has to deal with um see now he, he I think it's contagious he's got me saying um all the time <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't on some old man stuff he he had business to take care of so he uh he handed me the reins for this episode of is this really a podcast and i i, I was uh a little unprepared um cuz i actually did really like his format last week um doing the um fuck your vibe radio situation that was pretty dope and, you know, you guys got a lot of backstory on artists that influenced him and and his music tastes and, and, you know, where he's at with listening to other people's music. And I thought that would be a cool thing for me to do. But unfortunately, I I didn't really have the prep time I would have wanted for that kind of show. Um, and since we don't actually have a... I guess permanent format and the show is called is this really a podcast we can pretty much do whatever we want week to week which I think is really dope so um this week I think uh I think what I'm going to do is really just talk to you guys about being uh being a father and an artist um probably will touch a little bit more on being a husband and an artist. I know we talked about that our first week um, with uh, with NTR and Jay and myself, um, which, by the way, I didn't even say who I am. So if this is your first time listening, I'm actually uh, Michael Anthony, um, an artist on the Gold Life label, um, also the vice president of Gold Life. Um, and then I also have my own entertainment company. Uh, ride the wave which I'm sure if you've listened to me you've heard uh, me say the name quite often Uh, you I've actually even made songs called ride the wave so if you know me you're familiar you see the hashtags you see the t-shirts you see all the merch and the swag and all that stuff so um, while I do have you know my gold life swag and that's that's the family that's the team and everything um Ride the Wave is also uh, my thing. Um, I have one other artist that I've signed to Ride the Wave who hopefully you guys will be hearing soon. Uh, To be honest with you, we've been working on his solo stuff. Um, And actually, I do I do have a song with him out right now. Uh, It's called Taken Off. um, And his name is Hazi Tyreek. Um, we've known each other since the sixth grade. So we've been, you know, we, we grew up from Tykes and, uh, over the years, you know, we, he's basically been, uh, one of my many, many brothers that I've acquired along the way. And, um, he started music back when we were in high school, uh, actually with Jay. Um, they were working on music together. They had a group that they started together and, um, I, I I wasn't into the music then. I was still dancing to it. So um, I let them kind of do their thing. And I think I spit a few verses with them, but I'm pretty sure they got buried somewhere. So if we find that, I'll be sure to let you guys hear some of that if you want to. You know, by all means, shoot me, shoot me a message or a comment or anything or, you know, even hit up Jay and, and let him know you guys want to hear some of that old stuff. Because I honestly have no idea what it sounds like, what I said, anything like that. So, um, yeah, I signed I signed Hazi to uh, to ride the wave and um, 
but he and Jay also have a professional relationship as well. So we all kind of work together. Um, you guys will be hearing stuff with me and Jay, me and Haziz. Uh, you might even hear some stuff with Haziz and Jay. So, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty dope. I think you guys will be excited about that. Um, but we're, we're running so many different things that sometimes we're busy. And, uh, as Jay, so eloquently put last week, I was, I was in my old man bag and, uh, I took my ass to sleep because I have two kids. Um, I got a nine year old daughter and a son who was going on to, uh, pretty soon, a couple months. So he's the one that wears me out. My daughter, she's not a problem. She goes to school. And she comes home and she hangs out with daddy. So um, it's, it's it's pretty simple on that front. But, you know, anybody that has kids knows that that toddler stage is a beast. And being a diabetic, I'm usually tired anyway. I can mask it pretty well and I might have enough energy to get through whatever social event or outing or whatever that we're doing. But um, once I'm home and I'm in dad mode, I'm in my recliner, you know, I got the sweatpants and the Crocs and and all that stuff. Then, we, you know, it's it's real easy for me to get a little too comfy watching my show, pass out, take a nap in my recliner. And then um, that sound that you're hearing in the background, that is my dog pacing my house because, you know, he basically acts like he pays rent. But um yeah, my, my son, he does wear me out, so I've, I'm definitely usually on some old man stuff. Um, I wanted to actually start uh, working on this week's podcast earlier, but uh, due to you know life happening, things going on, and my son not wanting to go to sleep, I had to wait until it was a little bit later. So I'm actually in my old man bag right now, but, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to make sure that I didn't. I didn't disappoint anybody um, because I want you guys to be able to rely on on all of us to bring you, you know, what you want. When you want good music, I want you guys to come to Gold Life. I want you guys to come to Ride the Wave. When you want your podcast, I want you guys to come to me and Jay and NTR and all of that. I want you guys to come to us and depend on us to give you quality because that's what we're here for. We're here for quality. We're here for entertainment. And, you know we want to make sure that we deliver because one thing that, you know, my dad always told me was if you have nothing else in this world, you have your word. So as long as you have that, you have something. And so I try not to make promises or commitments to things if I'm not going to deliver. And, um, you know, I'm pretty excited that we're, we're four episodes in. So, uh, I'm very, very, happy that we've been able to be consistent this far. Um, that means that we've gotten, you know, a month's worth of our episodes. So I'm not sure how we're going to divide up seasons or anything like that. Um, obviously that's, that's further in the future, but I'm very excited that we're actually pulling this off and staying consistent. And, you know, even though Jay had to do it by himself last week and I have to do it by myself this week, we're still making that happen. Um, and I think that's also important for the show because, Again, since we have no particular format, we can kind of do what we want. So the fact that we're getting to change it up, we're going from, you know, having all of us on a podcast to one of us. And and um, I just I think that's super important. And actually, I misspoke because I said this is our fourth episode. This is actually our third episode. So. You know, uh, my apologies. This is definitely only the third episode. But regardless, we're, we're a week off. But, you know, the fact that we still have been consistent even for the three weeks, I'm very excited about. So, um, but yeah, uh, back to sorry, guys, my 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 dog is um, apparently deciding to show his ass while I'm recording. Normally, he's completely silent. And as soon as I start recording. And he actually kind of does this sometimes when I'm recording a song. So that kind of pisses me off. Um, and really, I shouldn't say my dog because he's not my dog. I honestly don't like him that much. I'm, I mean, just being honest, I love dogs. But this particular one is kind of a fucking asshole. Um, 
I, I shouldn't say that. He's not really an asshole. He just doesn't like to listen sometimes. And I think it's because he knows how big he is. Um, he's a German shepherd. Uh, well, actually, he's a German and a Belgian shepherd mix. Um, but we got him as a puppy right when AJ was born. And so he's grown up with AJ. Um, I've always wanted to do that, just have a pet that my kids could grow up with. Um, so my daughter, she was about six or seven when we got him. And um, now we're going on two years now. So, you know, they're used to having this pet. And so that's why I don't get rid of him. I actually bought him for my wife instead, not really for my kids. It was just an added benefit that they could grow up with him. And um, it worked out. But there's there are times where he'll whine or he'll scratch and whine because his claws got too long. And, you know, his collar's jingling and I'm sitting here trying to record lyrics and I'm like, damn, I got to do another take because this fucking dog, like my son will be dead silent while I'm recording as much as he loves to run around and scream and holler and, you know, just be a kid. It'll be the dog that makes me do another take. And that is some infuriating shit. And when, you know, obviously nobody wants to record when they're mad. Nobody wants to record pissed off. And when you're doing a song that's supposed to be happy-go-lucky or celebratory or, you know, even romantic and sexy and all this stuff, the last thing you want to be is pissed. Like, nobody wants that. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of frustrating. But, you know, I, I deal with it on a daily because being a father and a recording artist, you have to deal with a lot of stuff. There are times when I have a song in my head and I just know, I just know this is going to be one of those kinds of songs. That song that you're not going to get out of your head, the song that you're going to keep on repeat for the entire day. You're going to listen to it 150 times and fall in love with it. And you let three, four, five, six, seven, eight people listen to it. I know there's a lot of numbers, <laughs> but you let a bunch of people listen to it. And they're just like, oh, man, this is the one. This is this. Yeah, you, you got a hit on this one. Okay, cool. That's, that's, you know, that's dope. And I get those songs, and because my son wants to be, um, I guess, rather aggressive, and he, you know, wakes up and chooses violence, I can't record my song. So, um, you know, it, it's pretty it's pretty annoying sometimes. And that was my daughter waking up to go to the restroom. So that was fun. Um, I was wondering what it was myself. I had to turn and look. So sorry about that, guys. Um, but yeah, there, there are times where I have these amazing songs and I can't I can't get them out when I want to. So I have to sit on them. And there have been times where I couldn't I couldn't get to my phone to write a lyric or I couldn't get to my phone or have anything to record on to get this melody that I have stuck in my head and, or I'd be at like work or something. And next thing you know, I forget. And I know that's happened to just about every artist on the planet. And it's so annoying. It is the most frustrating thing ever. Now, when I'm, you know, if I was ever at work or I was just out and I just didn't have the ability to do so, it's annoying, but I let go of that pretty easily. But when I have it, and I can't do anything about it because my son, oh, I'm pissed. I get so angry because I'm like, son, you mean the absolute world to me. Nothing is more important than you and your sister to me. But holy hell, what comes damn near directly after you guys is this music. And that is Oh, man, it's infuriating. And there have been times where I've been so angry I had to go meditate or something and, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's it's pretty annoying and it's very trying. But I always tell myself if it was so important or if it was really as perfect as I thought it was when I had it in my head, I would have remembered. And I always tell myself it, it, it helps make me feel better because I tell myself. If it was meant for me to lay that down, I would have remembered because there have been times where I'll think of something. And, you know, I'll get back to the computer having forgot it forever ago, months will go by 
And then I'll randomly get that that melody back in my head. I'll randomly get that beat back in my head. I'll randomly get that line back in my head. And I'm like, okay, well, then it was meant for me to put this on a record. And, you know, music means that much to me. Like, it's it's literally a drug to me. Um, if I don't have it very long, it's a problem. If I don't get enough of it and I have to stop, it's a problem. Not problem in the sense of like there are repercussions it's just you know my anxiety will go up or i'm gonna be honest i get a little moody (laughs) i get my wife will definitely agree if i can't get a record done i get i get pretty moody and uh you know shout out to my wife for for supporting me in the midst of my nonsense and loving me in spite of myself because i am I am difficult to deal with when it comes to my music. Um, And I I, I do feel bad sometimes because I know sometimes, sometimes, and I've been trying to keep myself in check about it, but sometimes I I get a little too carried away with my music and I get so moody that she's like, okay, now I have to get the kids and I have to get out of this house because if he can't work on this record, I'm not going to be able to enjoy my day. And um, it doesn't happen often, but it has happened. And I've had to go back and apologize and rectify the situation. And there were times where I did it and the song didn't even come out that good. So not only was I being a complete dick, but I ended up with egg on my face because it's like you threw a bitch fit for a song that didn't even come out good. That's that that's dumb as hell. And, you know, like I said, I've had to go back and apologize and, you know, make it up to my wife. You know, so most of the time it was just food. That's all I had to do to make it up to her. Just cook a really nice meal. Or, you know, if we had it at the time, okay, let's let's ball out. What you want to eat tonight? You know, we'll order something in and and go from there. But she 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 goes out of her way to to accommodate me making these records Um she even does everything she can to give me peace when I'm just making beats, you know, because she knows that's where I have to start. I don't, you know, I spent the first year, maybe year and a half, uh, you know, leasing beats or hell, sometimes not even doing that much, just downloading the motherfucker and just putting a verse on there. And, you know, she, she let me do it then when it seemed to everybody that it was basically a pipe dream and you know oh it's just another thing that michael's into so we'll let him do that till he gets sick of that and moves on to something else and you know obviously you know anybody who knows me knows i usually try to put my hands in a bunch of different things and kind of just see what sticks and that's honestly how i started with this because when i started doing music or rather i should say when i initially bought my equipment the first set of equipment i had it was like a 300 dollars macbook um i had gotten uh a focus right scarlet um interface and i was really just getting it so i could do poetry i was just gonna do like spoken word find you know little jazz beats or something and um go from there but it kind of turned into all right well you did that but somebody i'm not gonna say who somebody needed a verse from me and um i didn't think i could do it i'll be honest with you i didn't think i could do it and uh i had also written a song to like a double XL freshman beat or some shit like that. And so he asked me for this verse and I wrote the verse as my first rap verse, like that I actually took seriously that I can actually remember. And, um, he had an EP coming out and, uh, he put that song on there and the reactions were spectacular. I mean, I showed people my verse. I didn't show him, I didn't show them his song, but I showed them my verse. And um, they, you know, they loved it. They were like, man, I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. 
I didn't know you could rap like that. I was like, shit, I didn't know I could rap like that. Like, I mean, is it really good or am I just sitting here rambling, saying nothing? And um, they were like, no, man, bro, you got that shit. That shit was dope. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, maybe I, you know, I just assumed it was a one-off thing. And um, after uh, after I did that one-off, I. Uh, well, that same person told me, hey, you need to go ahead and go go on YouTube and um, go find you a Ty Dolla Sign beat because you, you, you seem like you'd be a perfect kind of guy to do some Ty Dolla Sign type shit. I was like, well, I do fuck with Ty. And um, that's kind of the niche I was trying to go for. Like I said, if I ever wanted to do music, I'd, I'd probably want to do something like Ty Dolla Sign, Nate Dogg. Like I would feature on somebody's shit and have a dope ass hook, maybe a breakdown. Like if I can take that lane, I'm Gucci. I don't I don't need shit else. I don't need to be famous or nothing. I just do a bunch of fucking features. Um, so I got the beat and... and uh, you know, eventually I ended up buying the beat and that turned into my debut single bounce. That was a that was that was a beat that I found on YouTube <laughs> and uh, went to went to the the producer's website and bought the beat um, as a birthday gift to myself. On my birthday, I went and dropped like 60 bucks and got like. Um, I think I got like three beats, so basically 20 bucks ahead. And I ended up getting three beats and all three of the songs came out. So I made the three songs and Bounce was one of them and um, took it to a professional engineer. And I guess nobody was expecting me to drop a record because that is still to this day my highest streamed, purchased and Shazammed song. That is that is by far still my my most popular song is Bounce. Um, which is saying something because I did that. I did that after maybe um, I think I, w- I had only been doing music for six months by the time I dropped that single. I had already, I mean, I had the song; it was done. I just decided I wanted to drop it on my birthday, and um, so I dropped it on my birthday, which was six months after I started doing music, and that was my debut single. And uh, since then. I've been going through the motions of learning how to produce my own stuff, uh, learning about mixing and mastering. Definitely, definitely, definitely not an expert in that yet. Um, And I don't think I don't anticipate becoming an expert anytime soon. Um, But it did get me to a point where I was confident enough to at least start writing better music. Um, I didn't actually start producing my own beats until a year ago. So, like I said, I've been doing this for three years now. When I reached my two year mark, I started learning how to produce uh, my own beats. And oddly enough, it was um, right after my honeymoon. Um, Soon as I came back from my honeymoon is when I started producing and I ended up making uh, some absolute magic for somebody who just started. Um, And. It was so good that even even Jay got on some of them. Um, I have the song called Mamita, and Jay's on there. He did the hook for me. So uh, once again, thank you, bro. Um, he did the hook for me. He I sent him the beat. He was like, "Man, this is this is something. Like I I got to get on this." I was like, "Bro, if you want to do the hook, it's all yours." So I sent him the beat. That same night, he sent it back to me with the hook. I was like, "Say fucking less." Less than twenty four hours later, we had the song done. It was done. Um, and one thing about me, I don't, I don't, oh, I should say I didn't take long making songs. I could make three, four, five. I think my record was 13 songs in one day. Um, and those 13 songs actually turned into a mixtape of their own. Cause I got them all from the same producer and, uh, I didn't pay for all of them though. So I think, I, I think that mixtape's only on SoundCloud, but, um, I was I, w- I was just so fast with it. Like it, it wouldn't take me more than maybe ten minutes to write a verse. Um, and at the time, I thought, man, I'm so motherfucking dope. Like I can write a verse in ten minutes. I'm cold as shit. Nobody can fuck with me. Like 
I can do my hooks, my verses. I can do it quick. I can I can make a whole fucking mixtape in one day. Like anybody fucking with me? Nobody that I knew. And um, being at the point that I'm at now, I realize I really wasn't shit. Switch. <laughs> I was I wasn't shit as an artist yet. Um, I was still reaching and climbing up to a, to a level that I didn't know existed for me at the time. Um, because now, like I said, I, I produce all my own sounds and music. And now I've even deepened my, my knowledge on how to do that more effectively. And, um, you know, it's definitely benefiting me. Um, cause since then I've self-produced, uh, three three EPs mixtapes whatever you want to call them I mean I, I classify them differently I'm gonna call them mixtapes um, I've done three mixtapes self-produced no actually I just dropped one so no that's four and um, I don't think I have any singles out right now that I self-produced but I'm sure I do somewhere so but some the singles have come from the project. So we'll just say four mixtapes for now. And um, I just, well, mm, <laughs> uh, sorry, there's, there's just some information I can't divulge yet because I kind of want to make it a big deal. But um, I'm still self-producing. So um, and from there, it kind of honing my craft has been my biggest thing and just becoming the best artist I can be. Like that was my thing that I always preached on my records was just becoming the dopest artist I can be. So I produce my own stuff. Like I said, I'm learning how to mix and master my own stuff. And, you know, my wife has just been wildly supportive of the things I do. Um, I've never really been too big on having a cheerleader. And I think she understands that because she's not really a cheerleader for me. She's the support system I need. Excuse me. Um, she really, she's really honest with me. She'll tell me, you know, hey, babe, that that's uh, that's not it. <laughs> you you might want to go back to the drawing board, or you know, this lyric isn't that strong, or I like the content you put in here, or um, you know, maybe turn the guitar down a little bit. You know, she she can she can get in there. She's never really critical of me. Um, she's constructive. Um, she helps me pick singles. She does my artwork. She does all of that. So she does a great job of supporting me in this endeavor. I know a lot of women are not comfortable with that. A lot of women can't handle that. And I get it. I get it because it's, it's thankless and it takes a while. It takes a while um, for anything to really pop off for you. Because if you're going to be completely independent, it's a lot of fucking work when you got to do everything and you got to do it from scratch. Yeah. That shit is tough. That shit is hella tough. And, you know, she's been thugging it out with me the whole time. So, um, you know, shout out to her. She's an incredible wife. She's an incredible partner and support system. Um, but, I mean, you guys, uh, if you guys listen to the first episode, you, you heard me talk about her a lot. And the, the things that you go through um, being an artist, you don't, you know, you don't really make money and stuff like that until you get to a certain level. And, you know, three years in the game and you know, you, you really don't get too much because a typical artist doesn't even really properly hit their stride until like five years. And then even then you still got at least another five years before you really start to blow up and get discovered and stuff like that. And you've got people who've been rapping since they were like seven years old or 13 or whatever the case may be. I started rapping when I was 25, 25 years old is when I started rapping and I'm 28 now. That's it. So, you know, for me, the amount of growth that I've seen in the past three years is absolutely mind blowing. I can't imagine where I'm going to be at seven years from now. If I'm already producing my own stuff, learning how to mix and master my own stuff by hand. Now, mastering, I will say this is just a quick side note. Mastering is so unbelievably intricate skillful and respected it that shit is almost like brain surgery like the only difference between that is with brain surgery 
you kind of just have to you have to learn it and you practice it. That's it. Um, But then you get to a certain level where it's like, OK, nobody can do brain surgery like I can. Like people can learn how to do brain surgery, but they can't do it like me. That's that's like mastering. You know, you can learn the actual skills on what needs to be done. And, you know, you can get mechanical with it. But to really be like, OK, no. I am a mastering engineer. Nobody can fuck with me. I can make shit shine like a diamond. That that takes a level of mastery that you, you kind of got to be born with. Um, in my opinion, now this is obviously not a statement of fact. And, you know, I'm sure somebody's going to disagree and be like, oh, no, that shit's super easy, blah, 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 blah. That's all fine and fucking dandy. But you can say that on your podcast. So, you know, not to be that guy, but that side note is over. But, um, you know, like I said, growing, growing into the artist that I am now, I didn't think I could reach this level. And I, I thought this level was going to be that 10 year mark for me um, or at least five years. So the fact that I got it in three makes me very confident about what the next two years is going to look like, because even from the pinnacle that I've reached now at my three year mark, I can already see myself growing into my fourth year, growing into my fifth year. My sounds are changing. My knowledge is changing. My expertise, my abilities, the things that I'm capable of doing. Um, I've honed so much of my craft that I feel like by the time I reach that, that, that 10 year mark, it'll be sharpened to such a fine point, you know. I can cut through fucking dimensions with this thing. Anybody that knows me knows I love you, you Hakusho. Right now, I'm basically Kuwabara's spirit sword. And in 10 years, I feel like I'm going to be his interdimensional sword. So, um, sorry for those of you that don't watch anime or nerd out like that or anything. But that's that's the type of shit we do in this family. We We do anime. We do nerding out. We do all that shit. So, you know, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. You can, you know whatever but those of you that know me or just like that type of stuff just know that we can rock together you know especially if you like you you haka show because that's my that's my shit i didn't watch that i didn't watch that anime about four times all the way through so um and that's literally been in like the past maybe five years so you know sorry about that but i'm excited about where i'm gonna be by the time I hit my 10-year mark. Um, and honestly, I think that my son is going to have something to do with music. He has so much of me in him. He looks like me. He acts like me. And he absolutely adores music. Um, when I come to this computer, 90% of the time I'm working on a record. And he'll come over here. He'll watch me produce. I'll let him listen to it. I'll ask him. You like this sound? Sometimes he'll shake his head no. Or he'll just start cheesing. I play a beat. He'll start bouncing on my lap. You know, he's just a ball of energy as, you know, any baby really is. But he has a special connection with music. And I can tell that already because I was the same way. And um, to see that really warms my heart. I don't know if he's going to be a dancer like I was. I don't know if he's going to be an artist like I am. But I want him to be around it because I want him to be able to make that choice. And if he ever tells me, I don't give a damn if he's four years old. If he says, Daddy, I want to make a song, <laughs> say fucking less. Say fucking less. Um, and sometimes, like, I just I, I see him dance to music and get excited about my records. And I damn near want to cry. I mean, there was a time where I was doing these things called Michael the Mike Mondays. And I would just take popular songs, get the instrumental, throw a verse on them. And uh, again, anybody who knows me knows that I absolutely love Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. That is by far one of my absolute favorites. Like that's that's top five favorite songs. I would say top three, but to be honest with you, I mean, it, any given day that shit can change. But... Um, so uh, I used Return of the Mac for my uh, Michael the Mike Monday one week. And so my daughter, 
heard the song when she was younger and she was like hey that's my daddy's song i was like no baby don't disrespect don't don't disrespect the og that's uh mm -mm, that's not daddy's song but my kids absolutely love return to the mac now my daughter i don't think she's gonna be a dancer or an artist or anything like that well she's not gonna be a musical artist i think she's gonna take after her mom and she's gonna be a graphic artist so, you know, and I love that, too, because my wife and my sister are graphic artists. So I'm super excited about that. If my daughter picks that up and my son picks up the music, then I get to keep all the legacy going. So I'm pretty ecstatic about that. But I think I think he's going to pick up something from me. He's going to see daddy doing it so much that he's going to gravitate towards it, I guess is the word I want to use. Um even when I do like the TikTok videos where I'm just spitting one of my verses, he's so excited or, you know, anything with music and me in it, you know, he'll he'll break his neck to try to, you know, check out my screen, check out my wife's screen, whatever the case may be. And, you know, he'll just pop up there and daddy. Yep, that's that's daddy. That's right, buddy. And, you know, he is so excited. He'll just watch them all day. He don't care. It'll be the same video. He won't care. And, you know, that, that, that makes me feel amazing. So it's, it's great to have him around sometimes because he'll be my motivation because I'm like, no, I want a song he's really going to love. But then on the other side of that, you know, he's kind of my headache too because as much as I would love to spend my day making, you know, five beats and then taking the ones I like the most and turning them into full records, I can't do that during the day because I have him so I have to you know put on my dad hat and uh, just you know spend time with my boy and I love doing that you know if I'm not making a record if I can be spending time with him laughing and tickling him and you know having our fun the way we do I'm cool with that you know what I mean there's there's no man is not going to want to enjoy spending time with his son no real man let's put it that way um Anybody that disagrees with that, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But, uh, you know, I, I his laugh is contagious. His smile is amazing. And he can still get on my ever-loving motherfucking nerves because I want to record a song. And he'll just be, you know, he'll play with his toys or whatever the case may be. And as soon as I start recording, that's when toys start slamming on the floor that's when he starts screaming and running around the house and just being a complete goofball. And I'm like, buddy, you got to be quiet. And he'll be, no, uh, yeah, this this is not a negotiation. This, I need you to be quiet. I need to record this song. I want to show your mother when she gets home. And then sometimes he'll sit on my lap and I'll have to record. But he'll be quiet or he'll come stand next to me and he'll be quiet. And then right when I'm done with the take and I kind of let. I, I leave a little runoff just in case he'll make a sound as soon as I'm, I'm, I'm done rapping or singing or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, kid. You lucky I did this runoff and you did it there because if you did this on my verse. But if you listen to my entire catalog, there are going to be some songs where you're going to hear AJ in the background. You're going to hear him. Either he screamed or. Where he said something or he was talking, whatever the case may be. And I edited it right into the song. Yes, the fuck I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love the fact that sometimes you can hear my son in the background. I love that because it just seems a lot more authentic to me. It's a lot more raw. I'm not at a point where I want to put out, quote, unquote, perfect songs. You know what I mean? I don't. I. <laughs> I got to think of the right way to word this. I'm not chasing perfection. I want the best song I can give you guys, but I'm not chasing perfection because of the simple fact that I. OK, if a record label came to me and was like, hey, we'll give you a hundred thousand uh, dollar advance. We want to sign you to a one album deal. Pretty sure I'd say no. I think I'd say no. I'm, I'm almost positive I'd still say no. Um, and I have a plethora of reasons why I wouldn't do that. But my goal is not to get signed to a record label. I belong to an independent label that we're running. 
and eventually will grow into further things. And I have my own entertainment company. I don't give a shit about a major label because you're not finna pimp me. We're not finna, we're not finna, you know what I'm saying, be getting down and dirty with rituals and all this other bullshit. Whatever may be or may not be, I don't give a fuck what it is. I am not here to be exploited, period. I know I'm dope. And that's not to be cocky, but you got to have a level of confidence in yourself if you're going to be an artist. You, you can't be down on yourself or have low self-esteem about your musical ability. And I learned that early on. Because I was that way. When I first came out, I was like, I'm not all that great. I'm I'm pretty fucking trash, to be honest with you. I just know how to ride a beat because I'm a dancer. And I had to have people like Jay tell me, bro, you're fucking dope. Please understand that. Believe that. And continue striving to be a better artist. And the people that, you know, were in my ear telling me that meant that shit. Because they showed me, you know. Hey, look, I need a feature from you. Okay, well, I don't think you'd ask for a feature from me if I was trash. Now, I will say, and I, I, I tell Jay this, but I don't really tell other people because, I mean, you know. But I was very, very nervous the first time he asked me for a feature because Jay, like I said, he was rapping back in high school, and he was dope back then. I was like, bro, I've heard your shit. I can't keep up with that. What motherfucker? What do you want me to do? Like, and he was like, bro, you got this just fucking rap. I'm like, okay, I will do something. And, you know, I, I wrote some shit, sent it to him. He was like, bro, this shit fire. This is some cold shit. And, you know, he hyped me up and it wasn't just to gas me up. It was like, no, bro, I need you to understand that you got this shit. If you're doing this and you're not confident, I can't wait to see what the fuck you do when you are. And it pushed me to be a better artist. And I got to that point And like I said, I'm still growing. But I don't care about a label. I don't. I don't want to be rich and famous. I really just want to be popular and wealthy. And when I say popular, I don't mean like, oh, I'm signed to a label. I got all this money and I got all this jewelry. I want to be popular as in you guys listen to my music. I might get on some festival circuits. I can do some shows, maybe a couple self-funded tours. And that's it. Y'all stream my shit. That's it. Y'all stream my shit and y'all maybe ask me to do some shows. I just want to be popular. I don't need to be famous because the shit that comes with fame, I'll fuck around and either be in an institution or in prison. I don't want to be famous. No, no, no. We're not doing that shit. No, 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 no. I just want to be popular. That's it. Y'all listen to my shit. When I drop something, I know for a fact, hey, this shit finna get some streams. That's really all I care about. I just want people to fuck with my music. That's it. I don't care about being famous. If y'all listen to my shit and I never got a record deal, I would feel like a success. That's all I want. I just want people to listen to my shit. That's it. That's all I want. I don't want anything else. I don't care about anything else. And then, like I said, I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. I want something to leave to my kids. Rich is a bank account. Wealthy, eh, well, that's some assets, some land, some real estate, some businesses, some business credit to go with them businesses. <laughs> you know, some money in those bank accounts, the business accounts. You know what I mean? I want that type of stuff. I want my kids to never have to use personal credit. I want that kind of wealth. There's one of my one of my lines that I <laughs> one of my lines for actually a song that hasn't even come out yet. But it says, I don't need a watch with an iced out bezel. I need embezzlement money. As in I need so much money. That if somebody stole this shit, they'd be in fucking jail. I don't really want that much money, but I want to have enough money that my bills are taken care of. If I can have my bills on auto pay, I can travel as I please when I want to. I don't have to punch a clock and neither does my wife. She can go on a shopping spree when she wants to. And I have something to leave for my kids then I'm happy. Is it possible? Yeah, I, I've got I've got a lot more work to do, 
And there's other ways of getting it that I plan on utilizing. Music is not the one avenue that I'm trying to get that money from. But if I can get enough money to the point where I don't have to punch a clock and I can make music as much as I want to, when I want to, and where I want to, I'm happy. To be honest, one day I plan on building us a nice little compound where Gold Life and Ride the Wave artists can just go, lock themselves in. Maybe we got a few bedrooms in that motherfucker. Hey, motherfucker, you better grab a cot, an air mattress, get one of these rooms. I don't give a damn what y'all do, but we on lockdown for the next week. Nobody's punching the clock. We making enough money. You know, we can go on a tour if we feel like going on tour, sell some merch and call it a day. And it's doable. Like I said, the scale that I'm trying to go to, I don't need a million dollar home. I'm probably you can give me a hundred fifty thousand dollar house and I'll be good. I'm Gucci. I just want to be comfortable. That's it. I want my bills on auto pay. My wife can spend money without looking at the bank account. That's it. We can get some travel in and I can leave something for my kids. I already have made enough of a legacy to leave something for them. Now I just needed to be something of value. Do I have a company? Yes, actually I have two companies. Not going to discuss that here, but I got two companies. So I have something to turn over to the kids. My music is out there. There will always be a legacy of who their father was. Now, I will say I've made some adjustments to that image because, you know, I am a representation of them just as they are of me. So, you know, I've tried to clean up some of it. Yes, I still cuss in my records like a fucking sailor. But that's not what I build my records around. Now I make records that feel good. I don't try to appeal to anybody. That's it. I just make records that feel good. I want my kids to know you can do whatever you want the way you want to do it. As long as you're not being an asshole, as long as it's not illegal... And you put God first. Good. Because whether y'all like it or not, I can cuss on a record and Jesus still love me. So, you know, what are you going to do? And it's not that I just use that to do whatever I want. But, I mean, God blessed me with the gift of gab. He blessed me with this love of music that I have. It all comes from him. And if God didn't want me doing this, he would have stopped me a long time ago. Hell, the first time COVID came around, I was in the hospital. I almost died. But I'm still here for a reason. And that's to be the artist that I am, raise my kids into whoever God called them to be, and love my wife. That's what I'm here for. That's what I strive for. That's what I try to do. And I think that's super important. And whether you're a musical artist, a graphic artist, any type of creative if you have a spouse or a significant other maybe you're not married so significant other and you have kids all that does not mean that you have to hang it up i promise you that's not what it means my wife she's a graphic artist and i support her 24 7 baby do you need some supplies okay cool if we don't have it at the time well let me let me you know what I'm saying check the finances see what we got going on and we we can piece it together. I got her her first tattoo set maybe a year and a half two years ago. I was I was a little mad because she ain't touch it for a while. <laughs> the next thing you know she landed an internship. Now she's a fucking tattoo artist. You can make it happen. I'm telling you, you can make it happen. She's got her dream job now. And I still get to make my records. Only difference is she make money from hers. So, <laughs> so you know, that's, you know, we still joke about that. You know, I've been working at it for three years and she just came out of nowhere and started making money with her dream job. But, uh, you know, you got to be able to, to not take yourself so seriously. And that's a big problem for me. You know, I was afraid that, you know, there might be some resentment there one day. So I worked through it. You know, and I talk to her. We're very candid, you know, about our feelings with each other. And we, we, we talk it out. And it, it helps. You have to you have to communicate. But you also have to make sure that you put your time in. 
Because I could easily be like, oh, well, I'm a family man now. I, you know, I don't have time to record. Fuck that. I love this music shit too much. Too fucking much. To let that shit go. And my wife knows that. Because that's what art means to her. If you're a creative, make time. And if you have a significant other that doesn't want to allow you to make time, fuck them. Let them go. Because if it means that much to you and they won't let you prioritize that somewhere in your life, they do not care about you. Let them go. Friends included. It doesn't just have to be romantic partners. Friends included. And I'm going to tell you now. People will show their true colors as you continue to ascend the ladder. People will show you who they really are. So be very, very careful. And if you are a creative and you'd like to collaborate with, you know, myself on music, I'm always open to collaboration, always open. I don't care what level you are at, what level you think you're at. I don't care if you're in a different genre. Because I can tell you right now, I love people in different genres. I love Reba McIntyre. I think she's incredible. I love Dua Lipa. Oh, my God. If I ever get a chance to feature with her, and if she ever heard this podcast, so help me God, I would love to do a verse with her. There's tons of people. Heck, if I could, and I might, ever get a chance to work on a song something similar to music sounds better with you by stardust i'm doing that shit if you ever want to collaborate with me jay ntr any of us reach out trust me we are very reachable we're still normal motherfuckers with jobs and responsibilities and things outside of music so reach out to us please Please reach out to us. If you are a graphic artist and you want to work with some of us, NTR, Jay, them motherfuckers got that shit on lock. They dope as shit. I, I don't have that that bone in my body. Mm-mm. My, I stick in the musical realm. But they, they go into graphic art. You ever want to collaborate on a piece with them? I'm sure they'd be more than willing to do that. I'm pretty fucking sure they would do that. If you're creative of any kind and you have an idea or a concept or something that you would like to do with any of us, we are more than willing. We love, 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 love collaboration. We love it. We love creating synergy with other people, other brands, the whole thing. We love it. We're honestly very open people, very open minded people. The only things we really like to keep under wraps are moves we're making. We don't like to tell everybody everything. Um, Because honestly, you never know who's, who's, you know, who's uh, praying against you. You know what I mean? Not to not to get too religious for my non-religious folks, but you never know who's who's hoping you fail. And we all know that. You know, when it comes to hometown heroes, it ain't too many of them. So you got to be careful there. But we're not so big and famous that we're like, oh, no, you you want to feature. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to need a couple G's off you. I mean, I don't I don't know what I don't know what NTR and J would charge you. I don't know. I'm not going to speak on their behalf. I know I'm not going to tax you like that. There are some of my friends that I've done features for for free. There's there's an artist. He'd probably be okay with this. If you're not, I apologize. Um, but an artist by the name of Tajan. He asked me for a feature. I gave it to him freely. Why? Because before I became an artist, when I was still a dancer, he gave me an opportunity to be a background dancer in one of his music videos. And that that was the fucking dream for me, you know, to be a dancer in a video. And he actually had a following at the time. So that was a big deal for me. Now he's an even bigger artist. And he's only going to keep getting bigger. The feature I gave him hasn't been released yet. So, you know, obviously I'm not going to talk too much about that. But 
when he does release that, that's going to be some shine for me. So I helped myself by helping someone else. I didn't do it for, you know, me to say, oh, well, you know, I can I can blow up off this. No, I did it because that's the homie. It's like family. So, you know, we're we're in this shit together. We're two independent artists. We, you know what I'm saying? We got to support each other. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, you, I'm, I'm going to need, you know, I'm going to need 500. I'm going to need 1,500 for a verse. For what, motherfucker? You ain't even... Who am I? Who am I to be charging you to pursue your dream? Now, I get it. That's how it works when you get to a certain level. But I'm not there. I charge based on where I'm at at the time. And at the time, like I said, I was just stepping into the bag of producing my own beat. So I wasn't really, in my opinion, no. This, this is a favor that I can easily dish out. But I love collaborating with people, so... To be honest with you, now is the perfect time to collaborate with me because more than likely I won't charge you. Now, if I see you getting, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 streams on your shit and you want a verse from me, okay, I might, we might, we can, we can, we can work something out. But I've sold beats before. I'm not, I might, you know, I'm, but I don't call myself a producer. I'm not trying to sell beats. Now, I don't mind selling verses, but I'm just not there yet. I don't feel that I need to be charging people yet. And obviously, that's, you know, that's my choice. You know, you disagree again. Talk about it on your podcast. I don't really give a fuck. Because if I give you a dope ass verse and your shit went platinum by the grace of God. Shit, you did me a favor. Now you bringing people swarming into my inbox. Now I can start charging. When I deliver a platinum verse, okay, I'm like, well, okay, maybe if I deliver a gold verse, I'll start charging. <laughs> I don't know. I do whatever God leads me to do. If my spirit says, nah, you uh, you might want to go ahead and collect on that, then I'll go ahead and collect on it. But if God says, no, you, you do this one, okay, then I'll do it for free. Obviously, I, I don't tax family. If Jay wants a verse from me, I'm not charging him ever. Hell, I'm the vice president of his label. The fuck I look like charging him. NTR won a verse for me. I'm not finna charge her. That's family. Fuck is you talking about? The fuck? I'm not finna charge her. We on the label together. Why would I charge you to put a verse on your shit? Just like I wouldn't expect them to charge me. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna charge my artist for a feature for me. No, I'm not finna do that. I signed you to my label. What the fuck? I'm not finna. What? Now, if you're not family, you a random ass motherfucker and you say, hey, bro, I want a verse from you. Okay, well, I'm going to go into the assumption that you've actually listened to my catalog and you know what I'm capable of. And if that's the case, okay, cool. Well, then what's your budget looking like? Shit, how much can you afford? Now, you can lie. Okay, well, just understand that karma's a bitch. And I mean, I could just give you a trash-ass verse, take your money, and then walk away. I mean, I could do that. But I got integrity, and not to mention, that's a reflection on me. So uh, just know if you ever ask me for a verse, my shit gonna be fire, okay? I, uh, I firmly believe I'm a very dope artist. And it took me a long time to get here. It took me a lot of effort to get here, and I put in a lot of work to create everything that I've made. Um, I will say, I wasn't actually going to say it, but I, I will say that you guys can expect an album from me in 2023. I don't know when, but I'm pretty sure in 2023 I'm dropping an album. I'm going to drop my second album, my sophomore album, in 2023. I'm, I'm almost positive. That might change. It might not, but here's the thing. You're not really even going to fucking know about the album unless you listen to this podcast until we get to that point. So we got to finish 2021. I got to release all the singles that I'm doing 2022 because I did announce that 2022, you guys are only getting singles from me. So we got to get through 2022 and then I'll see how I feel in 2023. If all goes well, you guys will get an album. If not, you'll get the best mixtape I've ever released. So, <laughs> so it's one or the other. 
Um, but honestly, I uh, I do I do want to take the time to say thank you to everybody, um, my friends, my family. Hell, even the people that don't like me and hate my music. Thank you, guys. All of you. The people that don't like it, you help me reevaluate and go back to the drawing board. My friends and family, you guys pushed me to be a better artist. You encouraged me when I didn't believe in myself. And y'all got me to where I am now. And if you guys hadn't, having kids and a wife probably would have deterred me from the music. And it would have eaten me up every single day. So thank you guys for encouraging me. Thank you guys for for being who you are to me and playing your your roles and your parts in, in you know, helping create and sustain Michael Anthony. And, um, you know, to all the people that are out there supporting other creatives that are independent artists and graphic artists and freelancers and, you know, the people that thought they weren't good enough to get the job or get into that design school or whatever the case may be. To all the people supporting all the creatives out there, thank you. Because honestly, a lot of us could not do it without you guys. You guys are what helps keep us going. Because yeah, we can do this as a hobby. And yeah, we can do it as therapy. But to continue to do it at the volume we do it, with the passion we do it with, all that is because of you guys. You guys continue to to uh, stoke the fire that that burns inside of us and and we all really appreciate it we really do and i know we don't thank you guys nearly enough so i want to take the time to thank you guys um now that i've gotten all the soapbox drama out of the way (laughs) uh, i just want to give you guys a reminder um of my social media handles um you can find me on facebook at michael anthony Um, you guys don't need my personal account. You'll find it eventually. I'm sure, but you don't need that. Um, Instagram, I am underscore Michael Anthony. Uh, same thing for Twitter, same thing for TikTok. If you just look up, I am underscore Michael Anthony, you'll find me. Um, and actually I just got verified on Google. So you guys can literally just Google Michael Anthony and you actually will find like a basketball player in there somewhere so there's that but you know as long as you pay attention for the I am Michael Anthony part you guys will definitely know it's me Um, my side panel on your Google results has been claimed and verified by me Um, you can find all my music and and all my streaming and all that stuff Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this week I hope you guys enjoy spending this time with me on this podcast um even though physically I'm here by myself, I enjoy talking with all of you guys that are listening. Um, and with that being said, I want to say uh, to all my Gold Life fans and family, I absolutely love you guys. To all my Ride the Wave fans and family, I love you guys. And with that being said, I'm going to get back into my old man bag and take my ass to sleep. All right. <laughs> So with that, love, peace, and mohair grease. I'm out.